In this episode, we explore presence. Why can it seem so elusive? How do we get it? And what has it got to do with a better state of mind? Spend the next hour with us and you will see that presence is who you are and not something you do. That it's your natural self shining through. It is you beneath your thoughts. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hi, Gem. Hi, Moles. How are you doing? I'm really good, darling. How are you? I'm very good. Very much looking forward to this evening. Yeah, me too. Presence. Are you present? Yeah, I am present. Yay. And hi to everyone in the audience. Thank you for being here. Yeah, lovely to see you all. Thank you for showing up every week. And hello to the people that are listening on the podcast. It's great to um, have you with us as well. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Really looking forward to tonight. Had a really relaxing week and we've got a few thank yous. So thank you to everyone that listens on Fountain. If you do listen on Fountain, you can stream SAT. So anyone who's listening, give us a boost. But thank you to Salonomics, Azika Boy and Nick. And just for all of you being here on this wonderful journey of awakening and unminding. So thank you all very much. Yeah, thank you. And please subscribe and rate the podcast, The Unminding Project, and it's on all platforms. Absolutely. So looking forward to having an hour with you guys. And yeah, take it away, Moles. Oh, yeah. Thank you, darling. So as we get started, I want you to just let go of anything that's looking like a problem just for this hour. You know, you don't have to carry it around with you. Just leave it at the door. You want those problems to just dissolve while you're with us and just see if they look a little bit different at the end of the hour. And also something to remember is we are challenging the ego with this work. While some people may actually find it really relaxing, there can be for some people moments of feeling a bit uncomfortable where that ego does get challenged because we really are pointing to it and saying like you're not true and obviously sometimes it can react to that but really all you have to do is listen there's nothing for you to do you know we're so used to exercises affirmations mantras meditations all these things that we do to try and get into an altered state or a more peaceful state and actually that peaceful state is just there underneath your thinking And what we do with these conversations and what the three principles which I teach point to is that thinking. And as you point to it, it seems to allow it to fall away so that we can access this space without doing anything at all. These principles are subtractive. They're always taking away from the mind and never adding to it. That's why we never talk about exercises or affirmations or anything like that. We're pointing away from the intellect and we're pointing to a deeper truth of who we really are. So as I said, just let things fall away. Let the pieces fall where they will during this hour and afterwards, you know, for the next few days. There may be some shifts. You may find something looks different because you are actually looking at your own thought system, your own belief system and seeing through some of the things that have looked possibly very true to you that maybe are not. And as they fall away, there can be a freedom there. So it's all about noticing and noticing is a great way to start this because we're talking about presence tonight. It's like a beautiful subject because, you know, I was thinking about crypto and Twitter and, and the space that we're all in and 
how it can get really intense. It can get really quick. It can be that everybody's searching for something. There's a future where people are going to make it. There's a future where we're going to be in another ball run or there's a future where you're going to get what you want. And all of that is wonderful, but it can really take us away from the moment that we're in. So presence is being the witness, pure awareness, being in the now. That's what we're talking about with this presence. We're not talking about the kind of presence of like, oh, someone walks into the room and they had great presence. You know, maybe they did. That's great. But this is a deeper presence. This is the presence when you are experiencing the moment that you're in and not what your mind is saying, where we just drop below the narrative, the constant ramblings of the mind. And just below there is just this peaceful feeling. It's also happiness. You know, it's not just peace. There's a feeling of well-being. There's a feeling of happiness when we touch this space. It's so easily forgotten because it's invisible and we're living in a very visible world. So it's always good to get pointed home. That's what I call it. It's the home. And that peace and happiness is what we're all longing for. In this world that we're in, all our beliefs about stability and safety have kind of been shattered over the last couple of years. But whatever's going on, you know, all of these challenges actually present us with an opportunity. And that opportunity is actually to look for the peace and happiness where they can be found. They were never outside of you. They've always been inside of you. So to go within. Because for everyone on this call, whether you can feel it or not, peace and happiness are here right now in this present moment. When we're not using our minds to take us away from it, when we're not believing our narrative of a future that's better, a past that was a disaster or being a victim, whatever it looks like, when we fall out of those thought traps, which we talked about, I think, last week or the week before, that's where presence lives. And that's the space where when we can access it a little bit more, life's actually a lot better. It's a lot richer because the neediness and the insecurity can fall away because we start to see that, oh, it's all here now. Again, not in a future or past. It's so funny. We imagine a happy future. Oh, that happiness, that exists in a future place, in a future me. There's no future place or future you, you know, that it's right here underneath the thoughts. It cannot exist in another time and place. Anything that we experience can only exist in the now. And there's so much that takes us away from presence. It's all thought that we think about, as I said, about being on Twitter and how we can get caught up and, and our minds can take us to the future, the past, events, people, comparisons. Think about how we're comparing, how much the mind loves to compare. It measures us to other people, or what we've got to what other people have, how other people look. And look how that takes us away from right here, right now. Comparison is huge. We don't realise how much we do it. And then we've got our anxieties, our anticipations, our worries, our fears, our past traumas. All of that thought, all of that thought that just keeps us away from what's true. It was quite funny today. I had to go and pick my son up. And I was obviously thinking about tonight and presents and picked up a couple of books I love, kind of sitting with the idea, what am I going to speak about? And then my son phones, oh, you've got to pick me up. 
and jump in the car and get in the car and I get stuck in the traffic jam of all traffic jams. Instantly, my mind is wondering what's going on. You know, I've got to pick him up. I've got to get back for unwinding. And then it just was funny to me. And it was like, just be in the traffic jam. Just be present. There is nowhere else I could have been. That's when you start to see it. It's like, I can only be in the moment that I'm in. So I might as well be present to it. Because if I'm present to it, I kind of wake up in awe of it. Because I can see all the wonder that it contains. So as we're talking about presence, I just want you to take a moment with me and notice where you are. Notice the moment that you're in. Notice what your mind may be saying that's taking you away from it. Be present to my voice and what I am saying. See the simplicity is just here right now. And if you can feel that, if you can see that, you'll notice the stillness that's there just below your thinking. And to some of you, this may seem wonderful. And to others, it may be hard to let go of the intellect. And again, you may feel uncomfortable, but it doesn't really matter because you're still seeing. There's still something here that's opening you up to an alternative vision to an alternative way of living. And of course, I don't live my life in total presence, neither does Jem. Sometimes I'm present, sometimes I'm not. But I don't live my life only one way anymore, which was pretty much not present. I now have two options. I'm either online or offline. You know, when I'm online, I'm present. I'm here, I'm seeing I'm feeling the moment. I can notice the sounds and the smells and the trees and the flowers and whatever's around me. It's like, wow. And when I'm offline, I'm I'm in my head. I'm listening to what my mind is saying. I'm being caught up. I'm going off in the tales that my mind tells. For you guys, just notice, just, just be here now. Actually, Be Here Now is a beautiful book. It's by a gentleman named Ram Das, who was a beautiful teacher. And he had a quote, which was, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. That's so true when we're not caught up in the noise of our minds. It's who we are before that, not who you think you are. Who you think you are is completely made up and untrue. And that's okay. It's okay to think you're that. You know, I think I'm I'm a moles or a Sam, whatever you want to call me. I, I believe in my experience and my personality and my body. I identify with all of that, as I should because I'm human. But I know that there's an illusion to it. I know that there's something before that. I know that this is changing. You know, I know I was born. I know I will die. I know that what this is isn't a permanent thing. This is a transient thing. Who I am is the open, empty, luminous presence of awareness. But who I often think I am is the story that tells me otherwise that my mind tells. So it's so interesting to see that we're not this fixed, limited identity. And it's so wonderful that presence is there to show us that. So think about that. What's the point of presence? Well, as I said, it's the peace and the happiness and everything that we're looking for, but it also shows us who we are not. It allows us to identify less to the thoughts and feelings that 
we've believed for so long that are often unhelpful. We don't have to identify with our past. We don't have to identify with the bullshit our mind says about us that can be detrimental to us. We're often our own worst critics. But the moment proves all that isn't true. Because if we're truly present in the moment, all of that dissolves. And we wake up in the now. The now is the truth. It looks like there's all these moments that make up our lives, but the only one we've ever been in is this one. The only one that's ever true is this. And this. And this. You know, it's all here now. It's a Carl Jung quote, and I think it speaks beautifully to presence. And it's, at times, I feel like I'm spread out over the landscape and inside things, and am myself living in every tree, in the flashing of the waves, in the clouds and animals that come and go, in the procession of seasons. So you can see it's like, We are in everything. We are everything. When we're present, we feel that. There isn't this distinction and this separation when we're present. We just are at one with all that is. How beautiful is that? Even psychologists were pointing to that. Spiritual teachers have always pointed to that. The separation is what the mind creates. So again, presence. It brings us back to now. It takes us away from those unhelpful illusions that, create an us and a world that's against us, us and another that's against us, us and problems, us and something that we're up against. It, We just see that everything is kind of perfect in its being. We're going to go through tough times. We're in a tough world. But understanding this will help you through it more than anything else, absolutely anything else. Because, again, back to you are not a fixed identity. Think about you again for a moment. Think about the different versions of you. You're not fixed or static. There's the nice, there's the kind, there's probably the irritated, there's the wonderful, there can be the angry. There's all these versions of you. Now, they're your versions of you. Then think about everybody else's version of you. Yeah, look how many different versions of you there are in the universe. Because there, everybody else is going to see you differently. There's nothing fixed about it. If you're not fixed and an experience isn't fixed, why do we let it define us so much? A temporary experience cannot define us. A temporary thought cannot define us. But we get so caught up thinking that it will. Time and space, what's that? It's another concept. We need it to live by, of course. But not out there, in you. What's inside? Who are you before thought? What does it cost you to not be present? Think about that. I guarantee at times it will cost you your peace of mind. When we're not being present, we can go so easily into our suffering mind, our not good enough mind, Whatever flavour your mind gives you that can be unhelpful is where it's going to go at times. Me too. You know, I'm not always present. But I get to come home. I get to come home to presence and it's wonderful. So when I say explore this, there's so much to see. There's so much to find. 
because you'll always see yourself differently. You'll see yourself through different eyes. You'll witness yourself and you'll see the unreal nature of who you think you are. And all those areas of you that seem fixed and stuck and problematic will begin to loosen up. You'll begin to see them differently. You begin to say, oh, that's not who I am. I don't have to identify with that bullshit. I'm present. In the moment, I'm present. And when I see that, I'm free regardless of circumstance. That's why people have woken up in the most difficult circumstances. People have woken up in war zones and prisons and all sorts of things because it shows you that it's already there. It's already within us. Sometimes people can have a difficulty being present because of we feel pain. When we're really identified with our painful experiences, that can make it hard to be present. And I get that, but it's running away from what isn't true because that pain, when faced, will dissolve. That pain, when seen as thought, will fall away. You'll have a new experience of your past back into present. You'll find refuge within your own heart. You won't need to look for it in the world. You won't need to run around trying to find it in others and things that you think it can contain what you're looking for, but you are what you're looking for. It's always been you. It's always there. Meet yourself. Face yourself. There's so much to be found when you do. I think I've done it many times. I think I will continue to do it. I'm probably run away from it at times, but I know that when I am real and honest and present and face me, I see that it's an illusion and there was nothing to be scared of. So after seven years of breakdown that I had, when I saw thought, I could face that seven years. I could look at it and see it clearly. I wasn't scared of it anymore. I was terrified of it when I was in it. I thought I'd be terrified of it for the rest of my life. But no, it doesn't exist now. It can be faced. It can be faced with love. It can be felt in presence. This all exists just beneath your thoughts of what you believe to be true that isn't. And you can't become present via your willpower. It's not the thought's game to become present. It doesn't belong to thought. Okay, thought isn't what's going to achieve presence. It might tell you that it can because it always wants to be in charge. It wants to be the boss. But ultimately, that's not where presence can be found. So it's challenging the mind. It's challenging our thought systems. It's seeing that okay, this is probably trying to take me in the wrong direction. If it's telling me I've got to do to get to presence, it's not a doing, it's a being. Now, interestingly, some people do very intense activities to get present, like jumping out of planes, bungee jumping. If you think, yes, of course they get the thrill of the adrenaline, but I really believe part of that is the presence. You have to be present in the moment. And also think about that a lot of the things that we're scared of happening, if they happened, we'd deal with it because we'd be present in the moment. 
what we have a problem with is the narrative our mind takes us on that scares us about the future or gives us anxiety about the past when there's nothing there at all. It's like a grip that the mind has. You think about the tightened hand, that grip the mind has over our feelings and all the things that it makes look real. And then think about presence and that's the hand relaxing. That's us unlocking, untightening, being here. Okay, so presence is just who you are. Okay, it's not something that you do. In fact, it's your natural self shining through. It's you beneath your thoughts. So we're going even deeper. Presence isn't even a doing. It's not even a being. It's you. It's who you are. It's your natural state. It is the essence. It's the truth. It's just there. We have to drop all concepts of doing to get there. It's very important to drop the concepts because they will take you away from it and the mind will try to take ownership of it, as I said. So drop the concepts and you'll just find yourself by just seeing the unreal nature of your own thinking that you just fall into it. Oh, I'm present. Oh, look at the trees. That's how I notice the trees. I know I'm in my presence. I know I'm in my true self when I'm really seeing the trees and the colours and nature. I'm like, wow, I'm really here. And if I'm driving down the street or walking down the street and I'm not seeing that, I'm in my head. What I've found is that there's not really much I can do about that. That sometimes I'm also going to be in my head and sometimes I'm going to be noticing the trees. But what I've got really comfortable with is that I'm okay with that. And what I do is I explore. I talk about presence. I explore the three principles. I listen to other people. I work with clients. I do these spaces. I do courses. So I'm always in it. So for me, it's that staying in the conversation that allows me to open and expand the percentage of time that I'm in presence versus the percentage of time that I'm not. So not a doing, just my exploration opens me up more to seeing it more. I can't make myself be present if I'm not present because I'm not seeing that I'm not present. I'm caught up in the narrative of the mind, which is the thing that looks real in the moment. So again, we get to lighten up, we get to loosen up and take the pressure off because we're not focusing on trying to be a certain way. We just relax into being. There's a wonderful Alan Watts quote. The secret to waking up from the drama all these endless cycles is to realize that only the present exists. It's the only time there is. And when you become awake to that, boredom ends and you're delivered from the cycles, not in the sense that they disappear, but that you no longer go through them. Well, you do go through them, but you realize they're not going anywhere. You can look at every little detail of life in a new way, saying, oh, look at that. By living totally here and now, one's eyes are opened in astonishment. And you don't even try to hurry up and get to the end of it all faster. Because just like music, 
the point of listening isn't to get to the end of the piece. You can sit back with interest and let everything be. And I I just think that's so beautiful. Because even he says, yeah, of course you still get caught up in it, but when you're not, wow. When you're here, wow. When I'm present, I'm not thinking about myself. When I haven't got me on my mind, I'm present. It's the joy of being. Real happiness doesn't come through any form, anything, any achievement, any relationship. And it can look that way, that's fine. But knowing that it comes from the formless, from who you are before thought, from consciousness itself. And know that strategies and techniques and tools just take us away from it. It's not a doing, it's a being. Be in your being. Be where your body is. Be here now. And I get that it's hard for us because we're so caught up in the doing. And that's okay. It's always okay. You know, we're we're always going to get caught. But actually, when you begin to explore it, it just becomes more effortless. You're caught, you're not caught, you're present you're in your mind, you're, you know, you just dance out of different experiences of being you. Sometimes we're contracting, sometimes we're expanding, sometimes we're online, sometimes we're offline. However you want to see it, whatever works for you. And if you're feeling trapped, if you're feeling caught up, if you're feeling upset, it's because you're believing a thought that's not true in that moment. And that can be tough to see because we go through some tough moments, I get it. But the resistance to it is what will often create the suffering. It's so much simpler than our minds will ever agree to. And this isn't an understanding for our personal mind, this is something deeper. And our minds will resist it, but it actually has not that much power against it. This is the power of who we really are far outweighs the power of the monkey mind that rambles on and talks crap. It's why during these conversations, I would imagine that some of you really get quiet in your mind. And it's because what we're pointing to is so much more powerful than it. And that, when that emerges and we do that exploration, that's where the mind begins to heal. That's where psychological suffering can fall away. And it's not because of doing, it's not from going into your past, it's not from going into your traumas. It's something deeper is access that allows this light to shine through that it's just so healing. It healed my life. I've seen it heal countless other lives and it will heal your life and countless other lives. The power of it is beyond, again, the intellect. The intellect cannot understand what we are talking about here. It will get glimpses of it. It will try and hold on to parts of it. But we're pointing to infinity. We're pointing to oneness. We're pointing to the energy that created all things. So the appearance of everything that is around you right now has come from nothingness into form. Yeah, so it's that. It's mind-blowing. And it's in our minds being blown that we wake up. It's in insight that we see things differently. It's in presence that we get to have a new experience of being alive without anything changing in your world. 
and that franticness for life to be different falls away. It's like, great, we can still want other things, different kinds of lives, live in different countries, whatever you want, that's fine. But the urgency falls away because there's something deeper that emerges within you that knows that everything's okay and we can play with those things. Great to want, but let's just play with life. It untangles. If you think about... (laughs) I don't know why in my head I've got this, but all like when you've got wires and they're all tangled up and it's like, oh, that's how our minds get, all that tangled wire. It looks so complex, but it's not. It's just tangled wires and we undo them and they're fine. But when we look at it, it can be like, oh, my God, I've got to untangle all that. But actually, when it's the mind, you haven't actually got to do anything. It's just in the observation. Sydney Banks is the founder of the three principles. And if you're listening, I'd love for you to look into him. He was a wonderful man that's passed that had a huge enlightenment experience and then developed this understanding and has changed hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives, I would have believed, because the reach of his message. There's psychologists and psychiatrists and many others that have found his message and use it all over the world. He was a real gift, so pleasing. And he's got some videos out there, so he's wonderful to listen to. He's got a beautiful quote. It is the now that takes you from living in the darkness of yesterday's negative memories and turns the darkness into light. Remember, my friend, darkness cannot survive in the midst of light, and living in the now is that light. So thank you all. I really hope that what we've spoken to and this presence that just gives us so much richness starts to come into your life more. You start to experience more. You start to have a richer experience of being here in the now. It's the denial of presence causes us so much suffering and that suffering is always created by thought that isn't true. Okay, so presence is disruptive to thought and thought is disruptive to presence and you're going to go from one to the other. But you need nothing. When you fall into the now, you see you are complete, you are unique, you are whole and you are wonderful. So again, thank you so much for listening and I'm going to pass over to Jem and hear any reflections from her on what I've spoken to. Thank you. That was really, really, really wonderful. I know I say that after most things that you say, after the beginning of Unminding, but there were some excellent, excellent things that I really related to and I think a lot of other people will. The word insight is so massive it's seeing from inside for so much of my life I spent trying to do the whole self-help thing I was laughing to myself earlier and I mentioned to you that I got addicted to macaroni cheese for about three weeks when I was doing the law of attraction stuff I was like I love macaroni cheese so much and I ended up just pretty much eating that for three weeks and it was like going from thing to thing and book to book and when you finally realize that it's all inside Oh, it's such a huge, huge relief. And when you explain about the illusion of life, 
It really, really is. We make up so many things. Some of the things that I thought would hold me back forever, it's impossible. It was only me. And I see them so differently now. And as gifts, I'm grateful for the experience. And I thought I would never be able to say that. Sometimes when I think about it, my other mind kicks in and says, oh, how can you be grateful for that? It was terrible. It wasn't the most comfortable things, but it's brought me to where I am. And I know that I couldn't have lived and be where I am without it. So I think being able to to see that the illusion of life is really what we're up against and everything is absolutely fine inside. I mean, people say, well, life is so hard, but compared to what? What else have we done? Nothing. And we can look at any situation in the moment and it might be scary. You might be nervous, but... Any of those feelings, they're, they're okay to feel them, but to hold on and just allow them, especially if you're going through a tough time or you're not in a good place with things, that's when you shouldn't listen to your thinking. But the thing that stood out for me, Miles, when you're saying you'll find refuge within your own heart, you won't need to look around for it somewhere and you won't need to look for it in other things. That's so huge. And until you stop doing that, then it doesn't really make sense because you're constantly on the punt for things to fill you up inside because you think that there's something missing or there's a hole or there's something that's not right. But the something that's not right is you thinking that there's something not right. And it sounds so simple, but it is the simplicity of everything. There is nothing to do. And your mind is quiet. My mind is so quiet. It was like a pinball machine before. And I was running on a hamster wheel and there was all these plates and things I was trying to juggle. That's what it feels like. And you can just put them down. You can literally put them down. I actually pulled a poem earlier and you said a few things that really makes this poem perfect. So it's by Rumi and it says, Be empty of worrying. Think of who created thought. Why do you stay in your prison when the door is so wide open? Move outside the tangle of fear thinking and live in silence. Flow down and down into always widening rings of being. And I think that's so beautiful. And just as you were finishing, you were talking about the tangle of the mind and the cables. And I thought, wow, I've picked the perfect poem. But I love how when he speaks and when he writes, you're removing everything. And that's it, is we've added all these extra things and we don't really need anything apart from the knowing that we need nothing, that it's all right here. I actually had a tear in my eye when you were saying some of the things about looking for things outside of you because you know, I know, probably everyone that listens to this knows that was all I was doing. And it got me in some situations that were not very good. And we were laughing earlier, I said... I'm going to tell my story in a bit more detail at some point. And also, someone will want to write a book with you, you know. And I always said, my life has been like a movie. And I thought earlier, well, maybe we'll wait a bit. But I don't think any more crazy shit's going to happen. I think I'm done. I think that that's it. I think it's going to be peaceful from here on out. And even if the situations aren't peaceful, I know that I can deal with them. So it's, it's almost like having two lives. I feel like I've had a rebirth almost. Very, very different. And I know that's only been through learning this. I've pretty much tried everything else. So, yeah, I just want to say personally thank you to you and thank you to everyone who is listening and that supports and 
makes us feel able to be able to say exactly what's going on because that's important honesty and being true to yourself not doing the things that don't feel comfortable for you listen to yourself so important but yeah thank you oh you're welcome darling that's lovely and and you don't see it till you see it I get that this can sound like how can that help you know but once you listen you're like oh shit there's really something here there's really something to be seen and your story is huge and I hope life is smooth for you but if it's not you've now got the sails and the rudder to weather any storm with the understanding that's what it's here for we get to know that knowing who we are will help us through those times when life can contract and be tough and know that even in those moments we have access to happiness if we just fall out of thought and fall into who we really are surrender now to what is now that's it surrender now to what is now it's all here. We're so egotistical. We think we're so in charge that we have to control everything and do everything. And great, you know, of course we need an ego and we have a life and we're human. But if you think about it, humans didn't create humans. There's something bigger. There's something before that. That's what we're exploring here. And I remember when I first heard that, humans didn't create humans. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, of course. But we want to take ownership of everything. We don't have to. The past only exists because we think about it. Our fears only exist when we think about them. You know, it's... If we didn't bring all of that into the present moment, they're not there. The only thing that's here now is this, us. These beautiful humans connecting on a call as one. Wow. How amazing. It brings us back to really seeing what so many great minds have pointed us to. Throughout the ages, forever, we've been pointed back to this. I do believe there's something in the simplicity of the principles that allows us to see it more easily. I got caught up in a lot of the concepts of truth before I found the principles. They really opened it up to me, as Jem said, the power of insight. And I was reading the other day about they've studied the brain and an insight is different to just a normal idea. When we get a true insight, the brainwave is much bigger and much quicker than just a normal thought or an idea that may have day to day. And they were saying that they think this is because an insight actually rewires the brain. It takes away some layer of thinking. So the brain to me is like the machine that processes the thinking, that's all. But it's a wonderful machine. I know that my brain's been reprogrammed. I know there's lots of beliefs I don't believe anymore. I know there's lots of things that look different to me. So those insights where my mind is kind of almost shocked, but in a good way, and insights like, oh, wow. It's an insight, a new sight, a sight from within. So suddenly everything looks different to me. And that's a lasting change. Again, this is why the principles are also amazing because they create true lasting change. It isn't a temporary fix. When you have an insight, how you see the world changes, your beliefs change, and they can't go back to how they were. Once a belief changes, it's changed. It's not a practice of an affirmation trying to change something. It's from within something completely looks different to you. And you know we've all had them that, Oh, I can't see 
that in that way anymore. We've probably all had them about the world in the last couple of years. The world looks different to me. The things I thought about the world look different to me. The things I think about myself over the last 10 years have looked completely different. So it's that. This is what we're pointing to. It's not pointing to it because it's a lovely conversation, which it is, because we get to spend an hour dropping out of our minds and we come off the calls feeling better and more present in our lives. Of course, that's wonderful. But there's more than that. There's life change. There's deep change. There's awakenings that can happen that do occur. So again, that's why we're here. That's what we're doing here. So I'm going to pass back to Jem because we're actually nearly at the hour and see where we go from here. Blimey, doesn't time fly when you're having fun? Yep. <laughs> oh, well, I could literally listen to you forever. So lucky we made a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's true. Like, I'm pretty sure in, in everything that I'm doing now. But I do still get that neediness, but I only get it with you now. I call you my life support, but I will just... I'll know, I'll have a decision to make and I'll have already made it, but I'll call you and I'll say, um, I know I'm fine, but can you just tell me I'm fine, please? And I think just get rid of that and then I'll just everything, I'll be this floating, floating happy person. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. And I don't roll my eyes in any way when you do that. Every time I've been called a TWAT more times by you than anybody in my life. I love oh, it. So much. <laughs> oh, actually, I do want to tell another funny story. Is that one of our first episodes that we recorded was on presence and we lost it so it's we, we don't know what happened to it so we actually lost presence literally with our first recording so it was ages ago it's probably last October so we thought we'd do it again but we thought that was quite funny it was like we lost our fucking presence how have we done this <laughs> so yeah we, we do laugh about lots of lots of things that goes on behind the scenes so yeah. One thing I wanted to say, actually, about the imagination. Our imaginations are so wild. Like, I used to relive a lot of trauma. And when it started in my mind, I used to think, well, that's it now. For the next however long, I'm going to be in this thing. And no one ever sort of told me that, you know, just think a happier thought. You can get yourself out of these things. But for some reason, it was never told in the simple black and white. So this is really, really, really helpful for me and for lots of other people. Shall we do a couple of questions? We've got some questions. Yes. And we do have a request. We've got Therese that's here. Okay. Therese came up a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So I'll add you. Shall I tell the story of Therese a little bit first? Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know if all of you were on. So Therese came on a couple of weeks ago onto Spaces. He had no idea what we were about. He's from Kurdistan and he's a freedom fighter. He's amazing. And he's out there on the streets literally fighting for his freedom with Iran. So he's in a quite a precarious situation at the moment. And he came on and he got a bit, I wouldn't say angry, maybe a bit irate. And he asked for some help. And why weren't the West helping them? And all of these terrible things are going on. And then he said, thank you. And he said, goodbye. So what happened was after that, I got in touch with him and we've formed a friendship and he's told me his story and I check in on him most days to make sure he's okay because he's going out on the streets and it's very, very dangerous for him. And he would just like everybody to know a little bit more about Kurdistan and Iran and women's rights and, and what's actually going on out there. Well, I've looked into it now and it's very, very upsetting and 
I hope that they get their freedom that they want. But I know that he's in the fight of his life right now and he's a young man. His English is okay, so I hope he'll come up and speak a little. But as I said, we've formed a very nice friendship and, yeah, he's a big supporter of our minding, bless him, and we're a big, big supporter of him. So Tourette, I got told off for saying his name wrong. Oh, Teresh, have I got that right? Are you there? Hello, everyone. Hello to my best friend. Hello, how are you? Thanks a lot, Mills. That is so nice. I heard your sound. I heard your voice. Thanks a lot for your supporting, for everything you gave to me. And a lot, lot more of this. Right now, I have a good situation. The intelligence guards of Iran are down, came from me. I think this is because I'm on mountains and Peshmergas of Kurdistan are helping me. Those people I told you, Kurdistan Freedom Army, Kurdistan Freedom yes. Party, I told you, they helped me yeah. to exit, uh, to, uh, exit uh, on borders. I left Iran right now, but I'm so close to Iran. But right now, Peshmergas are helping me to leave Iran. And But I hope, I hope this Peshmergas came back to Kurdistan and to Iran so soon and fight with this terrorist government. I want to say thanks a lot about those people are following me and gave me hope like you and Jim. And all the people, if I see them, I don't know which one of them are replaying my tweets. One of your friends, I don't know which one of them. But I want to say thanks a lot, thanks a lot, thanks a lot for your supporting, for your hoping, you giving me. This is a, so nice for me. This is a, so good for me. Thanks, thanks, thanks. A lot of thanks. I don't know how can I, uh, how, how can I, do something for you and your friends for this supporting. But right now I have a, uh, I have a better situation. I have a better and uh, calming down feelings. Thanks a lot for. Oh, uh, you're it. welcome. Thank you. Oh, honestly, I didn't know that you'd got out. This is something that we've been discussing. Try like about him trying to find this group that could get him out of Iran. So. I'm so thrilled that you've got out. I could cry and that is just amazing. And oh yeah, just just you don't do, need to do anything for us. You just fight where, where you need to fight safely now and just plan and do whatever you need to do. And obviously we're going to stay in touch with you. And yeah, we just want you to be safe. We want you to be well and we want you to be happy. And yes, we're your friends and we'll support you in any way that we can. And thank you for coming on. We really, I'm so pleased you burst onto the spaces a couple of weeks ago and that you're part of Unwinding because it just shows how far and wide something like this can travel and we never know who it's going to help. And yeah, I just think you're amazing. So thank you. You're a very brave soul. I know that much from the things that you've told me. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Tiraz. The difference in your voice is amazing. The first time you were obviously you were scared and it was so you now you're so calm and you're just yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And maybe what we can do is one day me, you and Moles will meet up, you know. We're gonna do the unminding tour of the world. So wherever you are, 
I'm sure we'll bump into you one day, but I'm so grateful to have you have tell the story here and that we've been able to help you. So please just keep doing what you're doing. You don't, there's no repay. There's no anything like that. It's we're all brothers and sisters. We are all love. And thank you so much for coming back and telling us how you're getting on. Thank you. Oh, yes. Well, I don't think I can talk anymore. Don't. Yeah, I feel the same. That's, That's okay. We're at the hour anyway. And we can save some of the questions for next week. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. What an amazing, amazing thing. Thank you, Therese. And thank you to Moles. And I think we're going to end now because Moles is going to be crying for the next (laughs) hour or so in a lovely, lovely way. And I know that you've had a tricky week, Moles. And doesn't this just go to prove how everything always works out? Oh, I've got goosebumps everywhere. I can't even speak. It's just, yeah, it was just, yeah, I'll write about our experience with Therese and, and yeah, it's just to know he's safe. If you've known what we've been through the last couple of weeks of him privately and to know that he's safe tonight is huge. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. Oh, thank you, Moles. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us. Please share the space and, um, yeah, I'm a bit speechless as well, but this is what happens. So, yeah, keep Real listening. Life. Real Absolutely. Life. Real life. Oh, thank you, everybody. We love you all very much and we hope to see you next week. Just thank you, everybody, for being part of this team because we're going to change the world. We're already changing the world. Look at that reach to have someone from Iran come on and say what he said. Like, this this is a, my heart is bursting just Thank you, everybody. I love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, and we'll see you all next week. Uh, DMs are always open if you need us. Thank you, thank you. And thank you to Tere for joining us and making this episode so special. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm.